My name is B. King, and you are now listening to the Life, Faith, and Mental Health Podcast. This is the place where we specialize in reconciling the pieces that make you whole. Now, before we jump into today's topic, please note that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for professional counseling. For more information on how you can get connected to a counselor, please visit imaginationbeautiful.com. Hey, Saints. How y'all doing? Y'all all right? Listen, if you are listening to this on the day that it drops, then it is Memorial Day. What's up? Get on the grill, get you a burger, whatever kind of burger blesses your life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kick it with your friends, get in the pool, whatever that looks like. If it is not Memorial Day for you, uh, whatever day it is, okay? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all right? Any day ending with the word day. Then I hope you have a good one. I hope you get to kick it, kiki key, key, key with some people that you love, be productive, get some things done. Rest is a part of productivity. Amen, somebody. So if this is your rest day and you chose to spend a little bit of that time with me, let me just say thank you for coming to kick it at the Life, Faith, and Mental Health Podcast. Now, can I be honest with y'all for just a second? I have recorded this episode. This is probably my third attempt at recording this. I got about halfway through the first time and completely stopped and was like, that's not it. Um, then I took a week to think about, okay, well, what would be it? Then I finally had the epiphany or the revelation, whatever you want to call it of of like, okay, all right, this is it. Then I sat down to start recording and just, I don't know. So we're back is the moral of the story. So I want you to know that this episode, I hope that it really touches some area in your heart that needed to be dealt with because I have really taken some pains with this concept. Y'all ain't from the country if you don't know what that means. When you take pains with something, that means you really work with it. You spend time on it. You put a lot of effort into it. So I have taken pains with this episode, and I really hope that it blesses you. Is that all right? All right. So the title for today is How Long? And I have to tell you that these words came to me uh, through a conversation with a friend. That's typically how all of this happens. I either wake up in the middle of the night with something on my heart that I just cannot shake or so if you've been my friend for any amount of time, you know that I will write something down mid mid sentence. Okay, if it blesses me, I'd be like, hold on, that'll preach. We're going to have to get that on paper (laughs) like that is just what it is. And that's been happening literally since 2012. And so I was having a conversation with a friend and one of the words that I said to them, I was like, at some point you have to ask yourself, how long? And I originally wanted to go a different direction with this topic when I was thinking about how long, but I was like, no, 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 that's not it. That's not it. You're missing it. You're missing it. And so let me tell y'all, share with you what I have arrived at that I definitely hope will help you. Because you see, we all go through things in life. And we live in an information era where you can learn about boundaries um, just by literally Googling boundaries or even searching the word boundaries 
in Instagram search, okay? You could probably TikTok the word boundaries. I don't know a lot about TikTok, but I'm just putting that out there. You can learn about relationships, right? And relationship goals. And uh, you can learn about how to deal with an argument. Like you could literally go Google these things and tons of articles or blogs or, you know, YouTube videos or whatever will come up. And so it's not that we lack information. And it's not even that we lack access to information. Almost anybody on this earth can get a cell phone literally, right? So we don't lack information. We don't lack access to information, but yet there is something inside of us that refuses to release whatever is holding us. And that is what I want to deal with today. How long? Because you see, whatever issue has occurred in your world, perhaps it is something from your childhood. Perhaps it is a pain that you feel like you just cannot let go. Perhaps it is unforgiveness that you just are like, I can't shake this. I I talked about forgiveness a few episodes back, right? Perhaps you heard the episode and was like, oh, that's dope. But there's still this thing in your heart that you can not shake. And I'm not saying cannot as an absolute. I'm really regarding the term cannot as a feeling. Like it feels as though you cannot shake it. It seems as though it may be impossible to truly, genuinely let this thing go, right? It's like it's been holding me this long. Perhaps this is more of my buddy than my enemy, than my nemesis. Perhaps this is something I need to keep around for safety rather than something that I need to be free from. And I think those are the kind of things that roll through our mind and allow us to seemingly stay stuck When the change we need could be just as simple as answering the question, how long? So the first thing I really want to I want to talk about today, and honestly, I don't even know that this podcast is going to be that long. I I just I got a few points. I want to pull a quick text and then I'm going to get up out of here. I say that every week. Right. And then it's still 30 minutes or more. (laughs) But seriously, this time, seriously, seriously, seriously. So my first point is, how how do you know when it's time? One of the things that we are taught in our training to become therapists is about meeting people where they are. You may, if you've grown up in church, you may have even heard this in church, come as you are, right? And, And either statement, however you look at it, there's a sense of recognizing exactly where you are in this moment without judgment or pressure. And sometimes when I'm vulnerable and open and very transparent with my friends, they look at me side-eyed like I'm crazy because I say things that would be jarring (laughs) for for, for most people. But I always preface it or kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Y'all know the little bubble tape, like wrap it, kind of protect it with the reality of I'm fully aware that this is where I am right now, but it's not where I'm going to stay. So I may have all of these feelings to come up, but these feelings are not final. Come on. Come on, somebody. I might have these feelings to come up, but these feelings are not final. And so a lot of us are terrified to meet ourselves where we are and be truly honest and vulnerable about what we feel in this moment because we know that the reality and the harshness of it may be too great a weight to bear. 
But I want you to know that that feeling is not final and owning it, recognizing it, not being afraid to to be open and honest about it in a safe place, right? Perhaps you don't have the friend that you can vent to, but perhaps you do have a therapist or you got your journal. Maybe you're not ready to talk to nobody, but can you be honest with Jesus, right? Like being open about that. I can give you an example. I can give you an example. And some of y'all are going to judge me for this example. You're going to judge me and you're going to be like, that girl is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But... I am honest and I say the thing that is on the tip of your tongue, but you may not be bold enough to share it. And I'm going to tell you my freedom, my ability to help people and, and, and operate in my truest gifting has come from me not being afraid to be honest. And so if y'all remember a while back when we were talking about obligatory love, right. And recognizing that, I have issues with, with people. There's people in this world that I have some, some problems with, right? And and I really got to give that thing over to Jesus and recognize that that his love is unconditional for us and that my unforgiveness or, or me holding these things against people is not me operating in God's love. Because remember, the feeling is not final. So I may feel the thing, but I recognize that I have to weigh the thing up against who God is and what he's commanded me to do. And so one of my friends was asking me, how do I feel about that particular person? Like after having talked about obligatory love, after having kind of had this revelation around how I should revere them, um, how did I feel? Right. Where was I at with it? And I was like, you want to know the truth? (laughs) Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. How did we get here? Y'all ain't ready. I said, do you want to know the truth? (laughs) She said, yeah, I do. I said, well, if I'm honest, I could still say some choice things to say a person. I I, I really could. I, I, I could. But I recognize that that's not the right thing to do. I recognize that that's not the mature or healthy thing to do. And so while I may feel this certain way, I am making a decision that says I'm going to continue to work through, okay, this feeling. I'm going to continue to work through this feeling and make decisions that are in alignment with what I believe. Because you see, when you ask yourself the question, how long? I cannot dwell in hate. I cannot dwell and live in in being bogged down by the weight of the problems from said relationship or said encounter, right? And so at some point I have to say, how long am I going to allow this to hold me? And so even if the feeling comes up to act in a way that's not in alignment with what I believe to be right, what I believe to be true, then I don't need to allow that feeling to hold me hostage. And some of us have been operating out of feelings that held you hostage 15 years ago. Some of us have been operating out of feelings that held you hostage 30 something years ago. Some of us are operating out of feelings that have been holding us hostage with no intention of releasing them. Because remember what I said earlier, you feel like you can't. And so you have to ask yourself the question, how long? 
if I know that 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 this person's character is concerning for me, why am I continuing to be ruffled? And if the ruffle comes, y'all know the saying, ruffle your feathers. Okay, go stay with me. If the ruffle comes, what am I going to do with it? But you can only arrive at that type of conclusion if you're not afraid to be honest. And that's what I mean by meeting yourself where you are. You can have the revelation and still need to work through the reality of it. You can have the revelation and still need to work through the reality of it. So I've had the revelation of forgiveness. I've had the revelation of obligatory love and and, and working through that and recognizing that that's not actually love at all, right? I've had the revelation of my, my feelings about said situation don't match God's word and his fruit. I've, I've had the revelation, but now I've got to work through that thing in reality. I've got to walk it out. It's not a one and done situation. And that's why living in the information age has still not resolved people's problems because you take in the information, but do you live it out? So that leads me to my next point, making the decision. Because you see, remember what I just said, right? That you can take the information in, but you have to live it out. And so in many ways, you take in the information and say, okay, yeah, you know what you write. There is something that's been holding me. There is something that happened to me 15 years ago that's been holding me hostage. There's this person in my life that just will not change. And that thing has been holding me for for five years, 10 years, 13 years, right? I lost somebody that I love dearly you know, when I was a kid or or when I was trying to go to college or all these things and it changed my life and I've been holding on to that thing all of these years. And so you're absolutely right. You have the revelation. You make the realization that, that this thing has been holding me for far too long. But now you have to tap into the decision that it's time. It's time for something to change. It's time for me to not be held by this thing any longer. And so sometimes I think we've held stuff for so long and it's so familiar that we don't recognize that it's okay to let it go. It's okay to release it. And I want to show you some places in scripture where it was okay. Now, these stories are mad common. You've heard them a thousand times. Every Baptist preacher this side of heaven has preached on this at least three times a year. Like you have heard this story, but I'm going to tell it to you one more time (laughs) because it just never gets old. Okay. So in Mark chapter five, verses 25 through 34, it tells the story of a woman of a woman who had an issue with blood. And I'm going to read to you a little bit of it. Starting at verse 25, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them but had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, 
if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened, of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Now, the reason why I had to pull out this story when I talked when for this concept of how long is a few reasons. In the beginning, it talks about how this woman had suffered 12 years. And if you're a man listening, you don't know this, this struggle, but let me tell you something about Sally. Okay, Sally, I'm referring to as the monthly menstrual. Bleeding ain't no joke. Okay, somebody, for all my sisters listening, you're like, yes, girl, say that. Talk about it. It's no joke. I mean, for some women, three days is normal. Four days is normal. For some sisters out here, you know, it may be a little bit longer. If I can be transparent, I was diagnosed with fibroids um, some years ago. I was still in college. And I've I've gone through some spells where, listen, my Lord and I, okay? So if this woman felt anything like what I felt, but for 12 years, whew, I think I gravitate towards this story because I know what it feels like to be, are we going, is that too graphic? I mean, it said that she was bleeding. I know what it feels like to be bleeding so heavily and in so much pain that you don't know what else to do. I know, I know just a taste of what she had to have been going through. And it says that she had gone to many doctors and got worse. And so I, I, I want to I wanna look at that because if, if you look at her going to the doctors, then she would have been going for healing the doctor would have been equivalent to her receiving some type of healing. But instead of being healed, she was she suffered more. It said that the condition got worse. So, so she kept going to these places seeking out healing. But she was, but in turn, she was getting something worse. And so that leads me to one of my points for today is don't allow the hurt to stop you from believing because you see, she sought out healing and got hurt, but she didn't stop believing that healing existed. My God, she sought out healing and got hurt, but she didn't stop believing that healing existed. And sometimes we hold on to this stuff so long because we make one attempt, we make two attempts, We make three attempts to work through it, to get over it, to let it go. And then what happens is somewhere in there, we get hurt again. And when we get hurt again, we equivalent the hurt to the fact that healing must not be for me. 
she didn't do that. And what's even more fascinating about this story is that she didn't know Jesus. She had only heard about him. Mm. Baby, she had only gotten a referral. She had never gone for her first visit. She did not know Jesus. She had only heard about him. And some of us are holding on to stuff and we have encountered Christ for ourselves. We have read the word. We have prayed. We have sought God and we still won't let it go. But this woman whose encounters with healing only brought her pain, she heard about Jesus and said, let me not give up. If he is who they say he is, if I could just touch his garment, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, if I could just get there, if I could just try one more time. I know every doctor has hurt me. I know everything I've tried has led me to more pain. But if I can just try one more time, she had to be weak. She had to be exhausted. She had to be worn down. And the crowd was so full that even the disciples questioned Jesus when he acknowledged that someone had touched him. Now let's look at another story. Let's look at one more. John chapter five. It starts at verse one. Afterward, Jesus returned to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city near the sheep gate was the pool of Bethesda. Y'all know about this pool. Y'all know about it. With five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, or paralyzed, lay on the porches. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Jesus told him, stand up. Pick up your mat and walk. Instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath. So the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. Listen, listen. I mean, that right there blesses me every single time. Have you, do you have any, any, any Bible stories that bless you every single time? Let me tell you why. Because this man had been sick a long time. Remember my question for you? How long? This man had been sick 38 years. And when Jesus asked him, would he like to get well? The man didn't answer the question based on his desire. He answered the question based on his experience. Let me say that one more time for you. When Jesus asked him, did he want to get well? He did not answer the question based on his desire. He answered the question based on his experience. And his experience in all that time by the well had told him that he couldn't. His response was, I can't, sir. 
for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Someone else always hurts me. Someone else always leaves me stranded. Someone else always leaves me alone. Someone else always does the same thing they've been doing. I mean, we could feel that in with so many different experiences. But Jesus did not inquire about his experience. Jesus inquired about his desire. Would you like to get well? And there are many of us listening right now who someone has asked you, would you like for this to change? Would you like for this to be different? In so many different words and so many different phrases, they've asked you, would you like to get well? And your response has only been based on your experience. And unlike the woman with the issue of blood, who was determined despite her experience, this man was stuck in his experience. But the beauty of both stories is that they both were healed. And so I say to you how long, not because you've done something wrong, not because you're, you know, behind or because you need to hurry up, because you're moving too slow, because because you, you're not spending the right amount of time doing this or doing that. I ask you the question because I have to believe the healing is available. And so whether it's that you need to press or you need to obey, the Bible says that instantly, immediately, they were healed. And so I want you to gather up all those experiences that have led you back to a dark, broken place. And I want you to look at them and ask yourself, how long? And I want you to know that you don't have to allow what has hurt you to stop you. And that's all I got. I love y'all. I pray that this blesses you. I pray that it challenges you. And I am elated to kick it with you next week on the Life, Faith, and Mental Health Podcast. Amen. Amen. Now be sure to like, comment, subscribe to your mama and them. You know, everybody, TT, all the people, sister, cousin, aunt, whoever. Okay, let them know to tune in every single Monday. And be sure to hit me up on the gram at B King Live. Love y'all, and I will holla at you next week.